going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome. I'm Debbie George Addis. Thanks so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk and to tonight's First Five. You probably thought that tonight's first five would have to be about the FBI uh, warrant that was filled out for the Department of Justice to get the uh, uh, warrant issued from the FISA judge to start spying Carter Page. That is a huge story that came out on Friday. The DOJ released the content of that, of the FISA warrant, which uh, is appalling. I'm going to get to that in the second hour, but a little bit ties into what I want to talk about in this first hour. This is kind of uh, my last stand on the overreaction by the media to the comments made by President Trump when he was over in Helsinki meeting uh, with President Putin. You probably saw last week, President Trump's over, and I did my podcast on this this week, I know, but I really want to make some points about this that I want to uh, just have us inspired to speak up and straighten out the record when we can. So President Putin's over in Russia. President Trump is over in Russia. He's meeting with President Putin uh, actually in Helsinki, and he was asked a question. So right before he left, the uh, extremely uh, superstitiously timed um, indictment was issued by Mueller, Robert Mueller, who's doing the investigation or the uh, witch hunt, whatever you want to call it. Um, an announcement was made by Rod Rosenstein, the um, acting attorney general, about this new indictment against Russians and essentially said they indicted 12 Russians claiming that they were the ones that hacked in to the DNC server and started, you know, or participated in all that mess we had during the 2016 election cycle and beyond. So Trump is over there. There's a news conference afterwards. You would think when you see the -the over-the-top hysteria from the Democrat media mob all of the usual players in Washington, all the, the Republican, a few Republican, many Democrat, many media people just acting like Trump had practically committed treason. In fact, John Brennan, a, a treasonous man, in my opinion, on his own, the former CIA director who voted communist in 1980, who, as you'll hear in the second hour, was part of putting all this cabal together uh, under the, within the FBI and the DOJ to go after Trump. Even John Brennan used the word treason. But I wanted to say what, tell you what Trump actually said. He was asked at this news conference, you know, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence, intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What do you believe? So Trump responded. Let me say we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. You got to love Trump. He's never going to let that go, and he shouldn't. So he answered this question, you know, who's right with where's the server? He goes on and on about the server. Why, why doesn't the FBI have that? I've been asking for months. Those kind of questions, make, making the media crazy, making this leftist reporter crazy. Um, and then he said, you know, with that being said, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me. Dan Coates came to me and others. They, th- they said they think it's Russia. I have Putin. He said it is not Russia. I'll say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. But I really do want to see the server. He goes back to the server and then he says, but I have confidence in both parties. 
but I don't think we can go forward finding out what happened without this server, what happened to it, what happened to Hillary Clinton's missing 33,000 emails. And then he said in this conference that caused so much hysteria, so I have great confidence in my intelligence people. But I'll tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is make an incredible offer, offer to make people available to investigate this latest indictment. So it was an equivocation. It wasn't a denouncement of the American, um, you know, of, of the country of America. It wasn't treasonous. But the reason the American left is so out of their minds about this, the reason they had this overblown hysterical reaction, number one and foremost, is because the Democrat media mob the elected Democrats in Washington, House and Senate, the willing mainstream media that repeats their, their talking points and message all the time, they have no power over Trump. They can't make him give the answer. They can't corner him to answers that he doesn't want to give. They cannot control him. This is point A. Point B is, if you're sitting in President Trump's seat and you see that since before the election, before you won, and every... Every day since you won, the FBI and the DOJ, they have this Mueller investigation going on. They're making constant accusations against President Trump related to Russia. He said there's no collusion. We spent $17 million of taxpayer money plus a year and a half and more of President Trump's presidency with an investigation that has has found zero evidence of collusion but is now digging into everything in his past, everything in the past of people who worked for him. And on top of that, the FBI and DOJ are obstructing Congress as they try to investigate this case. So what do you think President Trump is going to say? Wow, we have great agencies. If they say it, that's right. Beside that, it would have been completely undiplomatic. And there's a great piece that's up at our website, americacanwetalk.org, um, by Angelo Cotavia, basically saying Trump gave the perfect answer. This is from a professor of diplomacy trying to point out, you can't say in front of all those media cameras in the whole world, yeah, Putin standing right over there three feet away, he's a liar. You can't do that. So Cotavia and many others saying he did the right thing. But the reason you got the hysteria from the American left is because they cannot stop him from pressing and asking the really important questions. We have to go off to a break. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we've got to go four-minute break. Come right back, and the next segment will come up. And for all of you listening, love talking with you every Sunday night. I'm Debbie Georgias, America Can We Talk. Come right back. The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and consider lending FIRE your support. 
America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldiers deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dreams. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and get involved today. Our military and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org. Do you dream of a better world? One where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope. The freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with Five Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org. F-I-V-E talents.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. You know, it's funny, when I first started doing this radio show like four years ago, I used to think sometimes, what if there's nothing happening in the news and I, I'll have, be struggling to find topics? Yeah, like that never happens. But I want to finish one more point from the first five tonight, which was about the American reaction. I talked about the reaction of the, you know, the, I, I refer to them as Democrat media mob, the Democrat ruling class in Washington, all the leaders of their party, the media, the mainstream media that just echoes everything they say, ABC, NBC, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times, they're all and they're just in lockstep and the party, the Democrat Party in lockstep. And so they all decided, OK, we're going to get hysterical about Trump, what he said in Helsinki. And folks, there was nothing wrong with what he said. Nothing. 
If you go to my website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, you can read both the Cotevilla piece pointing out how Trump handled that press conference perfectly. And he is a professor of diplomacy, a well-regarded, renowned, nationally renowned professor. But second is I want to talk about um, the reaction of the Trump supporters because I did some media this week. I do some other media on different news outlets. And uh, I had a day where I had to talk, do many interviews relating to the Helsinki conference and what Trump had said and, you know, what the uh, what Trump support, why Trump supporters were not more outraged. And among the things I said, in addition to what I just told you, this is on Fox News Radio. I just use some of their political analysis. Um, The other point I made is that when President Trump won the presidency in 2016, This is against the backdrop, and this is why millions of Americans who are not political and really hadn't showed up in elections in decades, why they showed up to vote for him. In their worldview, in the view of people who got behind Trump and his message basically of America is good and worthy of being protected, we had America headed over the cliff of socialism. We had Obamacare, government control of the health care system, massive expansion of government control over the banking industry. We're on the road to socialism. And President Obama's a socialist. You know, he's in tiles, but, you know, he wasn't honest about it, but he's, he's a socialist. His agenda is a very well, giving the government the power to do wealth redistribution. This is socialism 101. People were outraged by that, especially informed people. We basically had an abandoned border, a ridiculous policy at the border, where border crossers would come across. They would then be, um, you know, they were told to, to show up for a hearing, which, of course, they never do. I have some stats about that later. We had basic pushing for amnesty among virtually everyone the American left, not just for the DACA, but DACA and Dreamers, everybody else here. A push for amnesty, which is really an abandonment of the idea of citizenship and of the rule of law. And it was an idea that the Democrats had. This is their massive voter drive effort to bring all these people here and, and, and allow them to become citizens. We had national security in ruins in this country. We had the Iranian deal. We had President Obama circumvented the Senate in doing the Iranian deal. He knew they'd never pass it because it was a complete surrender and capitulation to the Iranian mullahs, just what Trump wanted, well, excuse me, what Obama wanted. So the Iranian deal goes through. People were outraged we, that we just gave them. And I looked it up today because I didn't want to say the numbers wrong. It was truly in the B billions in cash we sent on planes. Yes, $400 million the first time, January 2016. Two more plane loads of cash sent to Iran, totaling $1.3 billion. Number one, number one terror exporting country in the world, and we're sending them cash on planes overnight in the dark of night, sent to this enemy of of all free people, the enemy of of, uh, order, and and we're to a a terror exporting country. We had the military depleted, both in spirit and and also in just financial support. We had this. globalism growing this idea that America doesn't matter, that we're just going to kind of surrender to a global-style government. That was the hints of that. We had lawlessness even then within the FBI. We had the Department of Justice uh, just letting the, from the beginning of the Obama years, we had the Black Panther case drop. We had the uh, cash on palace to Iran. We had Fast and Furious America wanted someone to get into Washington who was not tethered to any political party, didn't have all these patronage loyalties to all these groups in Washington, get in there and clean house, or as Trump called it, drain the swamp. 
So and and I was not a Trump supporter in the primary, as I said about a thousand times in the show. But I've come to see he's what America needed. He is willing and able and fulfilling his commitment to make America first, to secure our border, to change and and bring our immigration system up to snuff, so we don't bring people in our refugee system, so we don't bring people here who mean us harm. This is a guy who's protecting America, and so you stack all of that. What these people, what his voters wanted and what he's doing. And then you say, but can't you get really um, outraged about the way he worded his answer to a, in a press conference in Helsinki? And, the, and his vo- voters, myself included, are like, you, you, you have to be crazy. Of course not. The good he brought and the, the strength and power he brought to the White House. To back to Washington, his willingness to stand up against this massive growth of government and deregulating things, letting businesses go back to work and bringing jobs back, making the economy hum. This is what America wanted. And because it's what they wanted, they're not really that upset if he didn't answer the question just the way the State Department groupies want him to answer. Okay, now I'm done with that. I want to turn and tell you something else. In the 2018 midterm elections, which are like around the corner, I keep telling you, truly around the corner, but there's there's going to be, there's a tussle. I'll tell you later, the Democrats are struggling for a theme. They have nothing to run on except, could you please hate President Trump because we do. That is like their only platform they have in their minds. So they have this idiotic slogan for 2018, I'll tell you later, but a big issue is going to be in the midterms for the Republican Party to continue to spread our message outside of our echo chamber, outside of our choir. So one person whom I Adore, Star Parker. She is the founder of a group called Cure, Center for Urban Renewal and Education. In fact, they're going to start advertising on this show next month, I think. The, the Cure, Star Parker, stellar human being, you know, went from a life of dependence on government and drugs, et cetera, to founding a group in Washington trying to heal inner city poverty, especially in the black community. Her group, Cure, their slogan is fighting poverty and restoring dignity through faith, freedom, and personal responsibility. She's stellar. If you recall last week, Maxine Waters, the um, Democrat congresswoman, had a rant in public. She asked that people start harassing Trump supporters. So Star Parker came out with a statement this week. I want to have, we have it ready. I think it's clip one, Greg. Star Parker made this short speech relating to how Maxine Waters was trying to encourage people to riot and encourage violence against Trump supporters. Clip one. I also want to thank the bishops who at the last minute decided that, yes, we will set aside our schedules to come and support Cure and Deontay in this effort to speak to the nation and to the world that Maxine Waters is not the reflection face of all black America. You got to love that. She's saying she is not the face of all black America. Then Starr had a second thing to say in the same conference. Uh, the left of our society are extremely angry right now and have become unhinged upon the election of President Donald Trump. Over the last year and a half, tensions have escalated even within families to where they're not even able to have discussions, similar to what we saw right before our Civil War. And social media fuels opportunity to organize and to intimidate fellow Americans with elevated and vile threats. The call on social media after the Red Hen incident against Press Secretary Sarah Sanders to, instead of kisses, not only vulgar, it is absolutely unacceptable, and it needs to be addressed by both the FDA and the National Restaurant Association. 
The recent attacks against Trump supporters are absolutely unacceptable in a free society. And censoring Congresswoman Maxine Waters for her recent comments to take away the constitutional rights of those who do not agree with the left will send a very clear message that in order to maintain a civil society, both violence and vileness must be stopped and it must stop immediately. I want to say God bless Star Parker. That was Star Parker you're hearing, founder of Cure, massively brave woman, a beautiful black woman who's you know raised in L.A. She was, as she says, a former welfare queen trying to bring hope and, and re- renewal to lower income inner city black communities. And she's doing a stellar job. So she said that. She basically said, you just heard, you know, that Maxine Waters should be uh, sanctioned by Paul Ryan. She said, you know, basically this Maxine Waters does not speak for all black Americans. What I wanted to tell you was that the answer, the kind of comment she got in response, because this really goes to the 2018 election cycle and how we message, we conservatives who love America, patriotism and freedom, and what we're up against the American left. So Star Parker, eloquent, lovely, you know, just just stellar. The kind of comment she got from Ebony Magazine. This wasn't like some goofball Occupy Wall Street people. Ebony Magazine. Parker can go to, well, I guess you can say hell on air. Waters, um, Waters, stand up to that coward. Uh, you, I mean, it gets too crass to even word. Star Parker, shame on her. Revoke her black card immediately. Really? Modern day, and then, I mean, all sorts of words I can't even say on air. Uh, doing the white supremacy bidding. Uh, they are blacks that Trump has sent to put us um, against each other. Black conservatives are a joke. She's an Uncle Tom. And what I want to get at is this. In this 2018 midterm, we're going to hear vile, racist attacks from the American left over and over and over. Our message has to be that freedom, personal responsibility, the agenda of the American dream works for everyone. I'm Debbie George Ass, American Community Talk. Be right back. And if you're on Facebook, come right back. Hi, this is Debbie Georgiatis. If you are listening to America Can We Talk, you know that my show is dedicated to preserving the exceptional idea that is America. I want to take a minute to tell you what I mean by that. Unlike almost every other country on the planet, America's culture, our very identity, has nothing at all to do with ethnicity, race, or national origin. Instead, America is all about ideas, including the most basic idea that each of us simply because we were born has the God-given right to live out our individual version of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness within the guardrails of the Constitution and our laws. Preserving this requires patriots in every American generation to grasp the importance of this truth, to recognize and fight back against the subtle and not-so-subtle relentless attacks on American liberty, and to speak up for and defend the unique culture of American-style liberty. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. 
As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. You know, I tell you folks, I do this show. I have the great blessing and privilege of speaking to you once a week on this show, Sunday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. If you're listening on Facebook Live, remember that we get to the end of the segment and we go off to four-minute break and then come back. I got some messages saying, hey, you went away. It's, it, it's a two-hour show, we, but we cut off Facebook Live during the breaks. So I want to tell you, though, about this, um, the reason I do this show, which is, the just overwhelming passion I have, I just, you know, can't contain myself, my passion for preserving the unique, extraordinary greatness that is America and recognizing that every single generation has the, the privilege, the opportunity, the responsibility to defend and protect America. And that does, I don't mean just our military. I love our military, but also here at home, preserving the culture of liberty, preserving the, um, you know, the fabric of American uh, our culture, our, our the rule of law, the, the whole concepts on which America was founded. So back to what we're talking about, the 2018 midterms, the left is pretty darn desperate at this point. They are, they're not used to being out of power. They're, so right now the Republicans hold the White House, the Senate, and the House. The, the Democrats are working very hard to find an issue 
to to dig in, to get people, to sell people in the idea that change is needed. And I'll tell you that there is, of course, overwhelming historical precedent for the idea that whichever party is, like President Trump was elected in 2016, whichever party is not in power tends to have a good election in the off years, in the midterm, like this year, 2018. But things are going very well in America. They're going well in the economy and jobs and security. I mean, just national, uh, our national defense, our international relations. I mean, Trump is just, he is, he is restoring a strength and goodness about America. And so the left is, you know, pretty much out of their minds. They're trying to use this racism issue and trying to label Trump as a racist. And in fact, the reason I want to talk about this a little more, because it was a big, um, you know, kind of blow up on the show, The View, that has Whoopi Goldberg on it. Um, and so this is clip three in just a second here, Greg, clip three. But Whoopi Goldberg had Judge Jeanine Pirro, who is, of course, a, you know, fabulous conservative former judge. She has her own show on Fox. She's been on this show a couple times. But anyway, she invited Judge uh, Jeanine Pirro on to try to talk about the Trump presidency. So I'll let you hear this first, and then I want to tell you how we have to counter this. Clip three. You want to talk about Donald Trump. You tell me what metric in this country is worse off. Unemployment is lower than it's been in 50 years. Minorities, Hispanics, African Americans have jobs. Hate crimes are worse off. Wait a minute. The GDP under Obama was barely one. We're going up to four. You want to talk about hate crimes? I fought for a law for hate crimes. I also think it's important, as we said, 89% of the Republican Party still supports him. He still has huge popularity in the country. And if Democrats don't get their you-know-what together, he's certainly going well, to get reelected. Here's my question, know, for, you. Here's my question for you, because Trump you talk about... You, you talk about... I am not, Judge. Nobody no, is... I, no, oh, yeah. Did you just point at me? Yes! Listen, I don't have Trump yes. derangement. Let me tell you what I have. Okay. I have a lot of... I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired of people starting a conversation about this country. Listen, I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. Okay, that's Whoopi Goldberg. And the reason I want to play that and talk with you a little about it is this. I know a lot of our listeners, if you've heard the show before, you kind of follow this, but I want to just point out what the left has tried to do to their base since President Trump won. I mean, they've been doing it for decades, but I mean, especially now in this uh, time since President Trump won, they, you know, so handily and easily won the election in 2016. They have been trying to paint him as evil. Their entire election, they're, they're, they're running on is, we hate Trump and you should too. That's kind of what their theme is. They have a different name for it. I'll tell you that later. But this is, you know, even what Whoopi Goldberg just said. She said, you know, I'm tired of people starting conversations with, you know, Mexicans are all uh, rapists and murderers. Well, uh, you know, right then, it's very hard to do this. But I want to remind you all that when President Trump announced his uh, his candidacy, he did use in that very first press conference, he used the expression, people coming over the border, um, rapists and murderers. And he, and he said in the same press conference, of course, there's some good people, too, just coming for a better life or something like that. The point is, he never said all, everyone who's ever crossed the southern border is a murderer or rapist or all Mexicans are that. But the left 
does this thing where they try to establish, or they call it setting the narrative. They try to tell you, okay, so Trump, you know he's a racist, hateful, xenophobic, you know, such a, whatever it is, uh, xenophobic, hateful, uh, all the words they come up with, and then say, but you're okay with him because you are paying a little less in tax? Is that really why? Is that enough? I mean, why is it okay with you? Just a small amount of additional money in your pocket is worth it to you to put up with such an evil leader? And I think I, I raise this to say why I think this is so important is that there is a real um, – there is a determination on the left – to push this agenda this time. They have no other issues. The economy is great, especially as Janine, Janine Pirro was trying to point out, even in black and Hispanic and women, uh, employment numbers are good. The economy is good. People are, the confidence level is high. Just everything is going great. And the Democrats can't stand this. So what they're trying to do is plant the seeds of hate, trying to convince you and make you feel you have to be silenced if you dare support Trump publicly. This is what Maxine Waters was trying to say say she was trying to say is you know basically um because trump is so evil any confrontation any belligerence any rudeness is all justified because trump is evil and the truth is more and more americans have figured out donald trump he's not going to speak like a refined senatorial trained from childhood to be presidential speaker He's just not going to do that. He speaks from the heart. He did not say all of any race or anything. Their stories are legendary about him in the black community and Hispanic community, helping low-income people, helping them find jobs. His personal life story is that way. But the left has nothing else to hang on. And so it's incumbent on us to be, to just pounce when people try to say that, say, no, actually, he didn't say that. That's not what he is. That's not who he is. But the, the insanity of the American level, Whoopi Goldberg is, and she's a great symbol of it. She cannot deal with facts. That, how that interview ended up, by the way, in The View was uh, Jeanine Pro got kicked out of the sh- off the show and out of the building. I mean, they're so hysterical that anyone dares to even defend Trump or is they are, they're told they have dr- Trump derangement syndrome. But... So I just think there's a – this election cycle, we have a lot of good things to look for, not just the economy, but another great thing happening is this walk-away movement. In the next segment, I've been talking about this walk-away movement, and if you're not on Twitter, you may not know about this, but on Twitter and on Facebook, more and more people of uh, – people of color especially, but or, and women, people who voted Democrat their whole life – are starting to come alive to the reality that no policies that Democrats stand for ever work. That's basically the message that I voted Democrat for years because I was told, oh, you're black, you have to vote Democrat, you're Hispanic, you have to vote Democrat. And people are thinking for themselves, realizing that nothing the Democrats have done policy-wise, has ever helped. It's made things worse. So the walk-away movement is starting very organic, very exciting. I'm going to play one in the next segment, a Hispanic woman, just an amazing walk-away story. But on the same, by the same token, it is not enough for people to want to walk away from the Democrats. We have to be really good, articulate spokesmen. We can't leave it to the politicians and the candidates Everyday Americans, we have to be the ones selling the idea of, of it, to me, it's really selling the idea of America. 
because the the American left is so far off the American ball field. They're just they're over in Cuba somewhere, Venezuela somewhere. They're not with us. The American dream, the American values of our founding are they bless everyone. They're available for everyone. And our job is to say, no, Republicans, we stand for the rule of law for everyone. We stand for free markets. We stand for freedom of speech. We stand for secure borders so our country's safe. We stand for a strong free market economy. We want to lift people out of poverty, not hang them up in endless dependence on the government, which is the left-wing goal. We have a great opportunity here. This, in fact, this walkway movement is giving us this opportunity to say not just that they should walk away from Democrats, but that we offer what works. Conservative ideas, free markets, limited government, strong national security, all those ideas, they, th- these ideas are America. What the American left stands for is just not America. Forget party names. The American left, their agenda, as observed through eight years of Obama and in states and cities around the country where the poverty level is high, inner cities is always with a Democrat government. Our ideas are the, are the foundational core American ideas. They work. They always have worked, and they still will. So after this break, we have to come up to, first of all, if you're on Facebook Live, we're zipping off. Come back in four minutes. But on air, I want to mention to you also that before I get, and when we get back after the break, before I get to that walk away, I want to talk about something that happened in the United States Senate with respect to a nomination for a judge to the Ninth Circuit, two Republicans, and they're not the usual suspects. Two Republicans put the kibosh in this person. Very bad for us. Come right back. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. 
America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldier is deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dreams. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and get involved today. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. Okay, okay, okay. I'm telling you, folks, there's never enough time. I want to make one more point about Whoopi Goldberg. I thought about in the break that it really actually matters a lot. She tried. She did shut down. She pretty much shut down Judge Jeanine Pirro. Didn't really let the interview happen. You know, just in, in her language, Whoopi Goldberg's language was she ended up, I've never seen a president whip up such hate. That is such a lie. It is the American left that whips up hate by hurling the invective of racist, xenophobe, homophobe, Islamophobe, hater, um, you know, just all the labels they use. This is what dialogue is with the American left these days. A conservative idea exists, like such as we better secure the border. How about building a wall? The, and the, and the American left is racist. You don't like people who don't look like you. You're a hater. You just don't like people, uh, don't like minorities. And so the discussion is never about the issue. And the American left won't let it be about the issue because they have no ideas that work. Their ideas don't work. Their ideas always are surrounding the the idea uh, identity politics, hyphenated America. It is, in fact, I got to tell you something amazing that the the head of the DNC in a speech he gave, I think, yesterday. Anyway, but the point of Whoopi, what Whoopi Goldberg was doing was it is the American left that divides instead of having discussion about. What amnesty policy should be, what amnesty policy should be, what the border security should be, what DACA should be. It's always about if you won't agree with what exactly we demand, you're a racist. And then their tact is, as they treated, as 
Whoopi Goldberg and her team, except for Meghan McCain, but the rest of them treat this uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro, who who knows why she went on the show, but is like she can't even come in. They don't have a response to how great the GDP is, how great the economy is humming. What the, this is the lowest unemployment rate in uh, black communities, Asian communities, and no, not Asian, black, Hispanic, and women in decades and decades and decades. They have no answer. So instead, their answer is why? Why does Donald Trump hate everybody? That that is kind of their answer, and I think we have to be really, really assertive about. No, it's actually the left creating division because they don't want to talk about ideas, because they don't have any ideas, because their ideas are socialism. Their ideas are just give us all your money and control over the economy. Forget your freedom. Let us control you, and this is how we'll make America great. This is the problem we have with having uh, the a, a, a Democrat party that just is lives and moves and breathes its only existence, its only purpose is to keep America divided, to bring voters in by convincing them that everybody else hates you. This is why you must vote for us, the Democrat, because everyone hates you. So I want to just make, I just think it's, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is saying what the Democrat is, it's the Democrat talking points, the playbook, and we can't put up with it. Um, I'm going to go to the walk away uh, video that, or audio I have for you because it's a really exciting um, kind of development. You know, I'm going to run out of time and talk about the Ninth Circuit. I'm going to have to do I, about uh, what happened in the Senate. I'm going to have to wait that second hour. But I do want to go to the walk away movement, but while we're still in the first hour, I want to say, first of all, hello and thank you to our listeners in 660 AM here in Dallas. Also, thank you and hello to Colorado Springs, AM 1460, FM 101.1 The Answer, Phoenix 960 AM, Love talking with you. Love being on show with you on Sunday night. If you want to ever communicate with me, you can email me at americacanwetalk at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Debbie Can We Talk. And this show, America Can We Talk, would not be possible without the sponsorship of GC Works. GC Works is a Dallas-based company that performs research and advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Could not do the show without them. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And thank you for listening. And when you're on Facebook, I always, you know, at the end, as I say, we're two hours Sunday night. We, we cut off during the breaks. Okay. So now I want to do a walk away update. This has been the most startling, fun, great development. And again, making the left crazy because they can't control these people. Figuring out it's time for them to walk away. This is Greg Clip 4. I wanted to make this video because... I wanted to explain why I have decided not to vote for Democrats probably ever again. I am an independent voter. Um, I'm unaffiliated, not part of any party. And I feel like I am the demographic that the Democrats should be trying to get, but it seems like they're only trying to go for their radical base. Um, so. I am embarrassed to say this, but I was watching CNN and MSNBC during the election. And not that it's okay to insult President Trump, because I don't agree with that either. But what really caught my eye um, was when it was just this relentless attack on Trump supporters, calling them racist, everything, racist xenophobic, transphobic, bigots, just in, pretty much calling them stupid, just these relentless insults. And I was looking at the TV and I was seeing his rallies. 
there were so many people there. And so eventually this, I just felt they were being so abusive to these, you know, to, to Trump supporters. So I decided one day that I was going to go on my phone to try to, you know, get to know Trump supporters, uh, know why they support him. Because I just couldn't believe that these thousands, millions of people were like pretty much what the media was telling me were the worst people in the world. I just thought there's no way that that could be true. So then I went online and I just was so angry when I, I looked at thousands and thousands of hours of just different Trump supporters and saying why they specifically decided to vote for him because all of them have their different reasons. And they were such nice people. They were smart. They were kind. They were loving. They were extremely well-informed and they were actually making arguments. They weren't just name calling. Because, you know, newsflash to a lot of people, name calling is not an argument. Calling somebody racist and bigots, it's not an argument. I, it, it, it makes me sad that clearly college is failing us because I have my doctorate. So I'm a college educated person and I'm embarrassed to be right now because for some reason, a lot of college educated people think name calling is, is some sort of argument and it's gonna get people on your side just because you're screaming racist every five minutes. So to, you know, to be honest with you, I saw, and I was so angry at how much I was lied to by the media because the Trump supporters were not anything like what they told me they were. So I just, I, then I went down the rabbit hole and I started finding out how much they've lied to me my whole life how much the media has lied to me my whole life. And I know people think I'm silly because they probably have known this for a long time. Unfortunately, I have my doctorate, but you can be intelligent, but not wise. So I realized I had a very humble experience realizing that I was not wise. Okay, this woman, uh, in fact, I'll tell you also, um, on our Facebook page, on my website, americacanwetalk.org, there's a link to this woman, what you just heard. And so this was off of YouTube. There's a whole, you can go to YouTube and listen to all these, I mean, testimony isn't exactly the right word, but just statements of why people are walking away. This woman was very pretty, uh, you know, very polished, uh, Latina woman, very lovely, and she's not angry. She's not spewing. She's just saying, I finally had my eyes opened. This is the last thing the Democrat Party can stand, is people thinking. Because what they have gained their power from doing is inspiring many people of color to believe that you, your identity within this great country is just confined and defined by your skin color or your ethnicity. This is who you are, what you are, how you're seen, and how you vote, and how you must vote. And the idea, and this is also happening in the African-American community, Candace Owens being one person who's just been very outspoken and encouraging. She, she's a very, very beautiful young African-American woman who just started doing videos on YouTube, and now she's kind of uh, really caught on. She's saying, why is it the only message from the Democrat Party to black America is you are a victim? You're helpless. You can't take, you know, you're just, you're just a helpless victim. That's all your identity can ever be in this country. And she's saying, wait a minute, you know, why don't we think for ourselves? 
why don't we assess for ourselves what policies work and what don't work, what doesn't work? So it's just a great, exciting time. And the Democrats are aware of this. And I want to tell you, there was a speech given by the head of the Democrat National Committee um, named Tom Perez. And he was at an event. Uh, There's a, a woman, a first African-American uh, woman governor candidate in the state of, I lost track of what state she's in, Georgia, Georgia. And so he was at an event there uh, in Georgia, the Georgia Aquarium, speaking to a large crowd gathered to support this uh, gubernatorial candidate. Tom Perez said in this in his remarks, he started by saying, I am sorry. And then people thought he was going to say, you know, sorry, we didn't win the election. Sorry, we didn't do well enough and didn't win. What he said was, we lost elections, not only in November 2016, but we lost elections in the run-up because we stopped organizing. We stopped talking to people. We took too many people for granted. And African Americans, our most loyal constituency, we all too frequently took for granted. That is a shame on us, folks. And for that, I apologize. And for that, I say it will never happen again. But look what his apology is saying. He's not saying, I'm sorry, of 40, 50 plus years of the great society, we have succeeded in destroying the nuclear family unit. We have destroyed families in America. Our policies of creating dependency on America have torn the fabric out of the hearts and minds of so many people that their belief in themselves, their belief in their being able to be self-reliant, independent. He's not saying, I'm sorry, our policies are horrible and they never work and they make life miserable. He's just saying, hey, we should have held a few more rallies in your neighborhood. Sorry we didn't come and say, hey, we're here, vote for us. He's not willing to recognize and come to the truth that policies the Democrat Party has have hurt the poor. They have hurt African-Americans Those policies have hurt Hispanic Americans. They hurt all Americans because they're bad policies, because they don't work. And so his apology was not, we're going to get better ideas. It's just, we're going to come and talk to you this time. And so remember that we really like you. We want you to like us. I'm telling you, folks, the 2018 midterms are a great opportunity for candidates on the GOP side to sell our fight, sell our message that we're the party that stands up for the unique, extraordinary idea of freedom in America Come with us, preserve freedom. If you're on Facebook Live, come back in four minutes. I'm Debbie George Addis, America Can We Talk. Be right back. Show no doubt. 